0: And welcome to a Living my youth, My name is Noel Wolfman. I guess this week is Barry Tubb, Now, the actor, director, writer, probably best known for portraying Wolfman in Top Gun, as we discussed how he got the role, the making of the movie, and of course the long-awaited sequel that's finally coming out, and why he isn't in the movie, we talk about that as well. And he was also in one of the biggest TV miniseries of all time, playing Jasper a fan in dub we talked about that So that we got a start i, I love barry i mean he, he's a real character we had a really good time during this interview of course, we talk friday night lights he was in there and a cult classic from the 80s the legend of billy jean we talk about that movie as well barry like i said a really nice guy very funny and i hope you enjoy my conversation with him <laughs> so barry thank you so much for joining me today i really appreciate it yes sir yeah so um i know like the last two years have been you know crazy for everybody and we're hopefully just about to be getting out of this pandemic but what have the last two years been like for you
1: oh <laughs> i guess i've been as crazy as everybody else i've spent a lot of time in france so um uh... I've kind of straddled the two countries and uh it seems to be France is is, is a little easier to, to get through the COVID stuff over there. I don't know. I'm out I'm out in West Texas and then France, so it's kind
0: of a, <laughs> right. Not, yeah, diabolically opposite places.
1: But um it's it's been fine. I mean, uh, you know, it's been a good time to sit down and write stuff, so hopefully I'm caught up on my writing, you
0: know. Yeah, so so what are you working on now?
1: I have a play that I've uh, been writing for 15 years now. I'm going to take it to the West End of London and then hopefully Broadway. Um, And it's, uh, I call it the Hamilton of the West.
2: (laughs)
0: Okay. It's not
1: necessarily a musical, but it's a play with music. Oh, that's cool. So I've been writing that and then writing uh, some of the songs and so forth.
0: Right. Can can you sing or dance or not?
1: (laughs) I'm from Texas. I can do anything. (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, you know, we, you know, where I am from,
1: if you didn't, if you didn't say a dance for your mother, you didn't get to go home. You know? so uh, we, I grew up with the Bob Wills and the Western Swing, and you know, I relate <laughs> earnestly, distantly. So I grew up around country music. You
0: know? Right, right, yeah. So how did you, uh, like you know, many years ago, get the acting bug? Why, why did you choose acting?
1: Well, I I grew up in Snyder, Texas, actually has this program that was the top drama program in the nation for a high school. There was a a teacher named Jerry Worsham who started this program and and he built it into kind of this powerhouse where, you know, we won more state championships than anybody in the one-act play. You pretty much were going to go every year to Austin to the finals if you were in the play. And you know, over 31 years, you made it 28 times, I think, and won it 14 times. So, you know, you also had a full ride waiting for you if you were top students, so. Mm. I did that, and some guys prior to me had gone to the American Conservatory Theater out in San Francisco, so I auditioned and went to that right out of high school. Mm. It was kind of a, a strange little <laughs> circumstance, but my little town has turned out a lot of people in the industry, whether it be sound design people or editors or whatever you know a lot of actors
0: right was like was it the school like very competitive in in terms of like you know auditioning you know for you know plays and whatnot kind of give you like yeah you know what's going on for hollywood
1: well i played football and basketball and tennis my freshman year but you know it was as hard to get in a play as it was strong football team right I, i did both so it was just a really uh cool little you know situation to where you'd have 300 people going out for a play and so it wasn't like just a you know a small portion of your students that would do it it would be everybody would go to because it was fun and that's what everybody did so you know he it was just an unusual program he made more than any football coach in texas as a drama teacher so wow. tell you something.
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely so I think the first thing I saw you in was probably, you know, a cult classic, you know, of the 80s was The Legend of Billy Jean and, you know, an all-time prick in in, in UB. Uh, but how many, uh, like, you watch the movie, you can probably have a drinking game about how many times you get kicked in the nuts. Do you have a number in <laughs> it?
1: I, I think at least three, uh, you know, because comedy goes in three, so I'm sure it was at least three times, you Yeah, know? But, uh... You know, that was, I, it's funny to hear you say it was a cult classic because we and saw it when I was doing Top Gun and, you know, we were all pretty competitive and I think Real Genius came out for Valve when we were doing Top Gun. So we all, you know, went to each other's movies and stuff and we were just kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, but uh, then later on people had referenced it to me and said, oh, it was my favorite movie and, you know, I was like, well, that's, that's great, you know, <laughs> but, uh. I think
0: I was 20... I think I just turned 21 then, maybe.
1: Maybe even younger. Anyway. Yeah. And I, was I, a, I, was, I was definitely wet behind the ears as far as the goes.
0: Right. And I, wasn't just, that, like... I think that was Christian Slater's first movie, too, right?
1: Yeah. Um, I shouldn't admit this, but I think I gave him a fake ID. I think I gave
0: him
1: <laughs> an ID of that started his, his trail, you know? Right. <laughs> And uh, yeah. I don't know if I can admit that. I think he, I think now that the statute of limitations has run out. But yeah, I think I, so. Again, like, I think I gave him my ID because I turned one, and, and you know what he did with it, I don't
0: know. Right, exactly. It was out of your hands. You can't condone it afterwards yeah. <laughs> Right.
1: After that, I'm
0: not sure what he. But I know he had some fun somewhere in the Right. Which, yeah. And you know some some great actors. You know, Peter Coyote, who is like he's underrated. He's a fantastic actor. Anything he's in, he's sure. he's really good. Yeah, Richard Bradford was my dad in it. Yeah, great. You know, Dean Stockwell
1: was in it, which was kind of crazy because it was kind of his
0: comeback. Right. This is, you know, this is prior to
1: Blue Velvet or any of that. And uh, I remember Dean bought the one of the station wagons to drive back to New Mexico, and so they had three or four of the the cars that the, the girls drove. You know. And, Anyway, he—that's he he, kind of odd, but he bought one of the cars from transportation and drove it back to New Mexico. Okay, he was selling. I think he was selling real estate goods. You know?
0: Right. Yeah. So, Hollywood's not always you know, paid with gold,
1: you know. No matter no matter how you're doing for a minute, there's always something around the corner.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like you know, baseball in the fifties. All the players, you know, sold insurance in the off season. It's not like how it is now.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's now people. You know, it's people are out. You know, selling themselves on uh, how many views they have, or what, or, or how many followers they have. I guess, which is a whole different, whole different measure. You know, uh, people are famous for being famous, necessarily, famous for being talented.
0: Yeah, uh, that, that's for sure. And now there's so many more avenues for these people. Like, you know, when you were starting out, you would never even heard of these people because they didn't have a, you know, a platform to, you know, just take pictures of themselves. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, when I was in Paris, well, all of the
1: first of the year, last year, you know, I was amazed at the amount of people that would walk around with selfie sticks. And yeah. It just seems, it's just such an odd thing to me to like, you know, document yourself in front of the Louvre or something. It's like, why don't you go in the Louvre and look at some paintings, you know?
0: Yeah. And sure.
1: you, you know, it just seems such a presentation, it's so presentational that there's something so false about it that it just kind of makes you go, oh man... You know, it has nothing to do with, especially with acting or with, you know, developing a story or a script or, you know, really sinking your teeth in something. It has so little to do with that. But then, I guess that's a determining factor now. And if people are in movies or stuff, they look at, they look at the number of followers they have and say, oh, well, we need to give the role to so-and-so because they've got, you know, 18 million followers. It doesn't go to the person that's the best actor necessarily. It goes to the person that has the most followers. You know, it's just a, it's a totally different business from when I started in you know, the early '80s.
0: Right, and and all those people just want like the instant gratification. You know, it's if they don't you know get like a thousand two you know thousand like likes within like two minutes, they consider themselves like a failure. You know. I
1: hope I never know that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I dipped my, I dipped my toe in because I did a little. Kind of a cartoon thing, a little animation uh, uh, thing on my character not being in the new Top Gun, which I'm sure we'll get to. Right? I think it's under, it's under dangerzoned. dot com. I think you can watch it. And you know, I had to enter into the fray of like you know Instagram and TikTok and all that, and I, I just I wasn't any good at it because I you know there's there's some Anonymity—that is really great. It's, I've, I've been able to always stay below the radar, kind of. You know, I, I enjoy it that way.
0: Yeah, but you—you you still getting like noticed now?
1: Um, but, you know, people think I slept with their wife. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, they'll be sitting somewhere in an airport bar, and they'll look at you and kind of go, "You know, I know you," and you're like, "Nah, you probably don't." And they're like, yeah. "Yeah, I do." It's never—they you know, they always opt for the. But the negative part, and they have seen you in something, you know. Right. And you know, I mean, I, I earned this face. So I, unlike some people that are the, my same age that have you know gone to a doctor or whatever, I'm like, nah, I'm proud to look like this. Shit, I worked hard to to, to, to do this. You know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. <laughs> it,
1: it's so it's so contrary to you know being a cowboy, which is where I came background i came from is you know we don't we don't worry about yeah. shit like that we just get on with it yes
0: yeah. so pretty much what you're saying you're still getting kicked in the nuts around <laughs>
1: yeah he's I mean, getting kicked in the nuts in different ways yeah but hollywood you know that, that was probably good that it started early on in my career getting kicked in the nuts by hollywood you know, I, I was ready for it and as, as they drew back for the rest you know up until now i mean hollywood's you know it's, a, it's like a it's like a mistress that, that just will just mistreat you and fuck around on you and do yeah. whatever. And then come back to you and want to hold you. You know, it's 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 really a it's a strange mistress Hollywood is, not you know, it's, it's it's man, it was it's been great to me. It's allowed me to live in Texas, and that's that's really something. So I have no, I have you know, I have nothing but good things to say about it. And my time there was was great. I mean, you know, being young in the. 80s and knowing everybody in the business and, you know we we were fun it was and it was you know you'd have you kind of knew everybody that was working and whether you were around them or not you would always know somebody else and then you'd, you'd go to their house to a party or you'd go there was a crush club on friday nights down at, i think it was continental club in there in hollywood and we would go there and you could see everybody you know it was all a small little group and now I couldn't tell you, you know. I, I, I mean, I, I can't tell these people apart. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I, 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 honestly, it's like they all look like the same dude to me. You know, nobody <laughs> has any really outstanding chops that they're doing. Maybe you know, and they all, and if they do, Marvel grabs those guys, and puts them in a s- skin suit, and it, you know, then they just walk around, you know, deflecting you know world events or whatever. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's somewhere. It, you know, it kind of lost me along the way. It's just not movies that I, I care to go see. I don't think I've ever seen a Marvel movie. I don't think I ever will. Oh
0: wow! <laughs> you know, yeah. Just,
1: it's not. I'm not. You know, this this will piss a lot of people off. But I've never read a comic book either. We just didn't. We we had horses and motorcycles and shit, man. When we got off the bus, we went and did stuff.
0: You yeah. Know,
1: I mean, we didn't. We didn't. We torch. We suit We torch shit up. We we, we 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 tried to you know. Every day of my life was my dad had a Marine Sergeant dad that every day of my life was basically child endangerment. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's it's so true. (laughs) It's like because now it's like you can just you know blow shit up, but you're playing in a video game or you know destroy stuff. When we were younger, you know we actually did that stuff outside. (laughs) No,
1: I mean, no, it was you know we we just you know because we rode, I rode yet, so we we would. I had to rope so many calves and ride bulls every day and all this kind of stuff. So it was like a, it was just trying to get hurt every day, basically. But that, that got me ready for Hollywood. That's kind of what, it helped my approach to Hollywood because I just approached like a sport.
0: Right. Now, now speaking of that, like, you, like you were like a world junior champion in, in rodeo as well, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, and
1: then, you know, my buddies went on to be, you know, Tuff Hedeman's one of my childhood buddies and you know, he went on to be, arguably maybe the greatest bull rider ever, you know, he, started, he founded the PBR. Okay. And uh, I think he won four world championships, but, uh, you know, I grew up with those guys. You know, and so when I did lonesome dove, actually it was fun because they were, they were down there in Del Rio at, at, at a thing called the super bull. And I got to go, you know, like pull their ropes and stuff. because mm-hmm. It was like both my worlds
0: collided. Mm-hmm. being able to do dove and then having the, all my bull riding buddies coming, you know, mm-hmm. it was fun. Yeah. Did you ever, like, consider, like, going pro?
1: No, I, I, I was burned out by the time I turned, you know. By the time I got to Hollywood, I, I was, I, 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 I might could have made the finals, you know, but I, I just didn't have, also, I had ulcers from riding. I was, oh, I wow. was secretly to death, but, you know, it, 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 it was just something that I'd done for so long that I, I, I was looking for something else to do. Luckily, the, the acting thing came along
0: right right yeah I, I used to work I, mean, I
1: don't know I, who knows I mean shit you know it, it's, 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 it's amazing the, the bulls they ride now are, are almost and I can guarantee you I couldn't have ridden those yeah I
0: mean they're just they've been bred up to a point to where they're literally unrideable right you know and uh, I mean, my hats are off to
1: the guys that get on them because there's a good chance we're not going to ride them
0: yeah That's yeah a whole difference. I'm sure they're
1: going to make a movie about that someday. I, I I know they were passing around the script about a girl who competes against the guys in bull riding a few years ago. I'm not
0: sure what they ever did with that, but good luck with that one. You know, yeah. Cause, uh,
1: it's it's a it's it's a tough sport for for anybody.
0: Right. Yeah. That sounds like something Hillary Swank was starring, and she'd do great in. <laughs> huh. I, I that would be something like Hillary Swank would like star in, and she would just you know knock it out of the park. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah. You know, I, you know, anything that brings people to the to the to that to
1: rodeo is great. Right. Those guys are now making what they should be making, but you know, back in the day, that you, you just tried to get to the next rodeo. But um, you know, I. Hollywood, you know, had, Hollywood's always kind of missed the West a little bit. You know, that's a whole different conversation to have. But they, they, they try to, you know, uh, amp it up to where it's not realistic, because you know, because the reality of a of a cow is is this hard work every day from sun up sun down. And right. They that's not very. Ro- it's romantic to say that, but it's not very romantic to do
0: it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I used I used to work at ESPN and they would always show like late at night uh, reruns of Bay City Blues and I never heard of the show. And so I was fascinated because it had an amazing cast, you know, you included with, you know, Dennis Friends, Sharon Stone, you know, Michael T. Williamson, Ken Owen. It, it was a great cast. How much fun was that show to shoot? Oh,
1: that was great. That was kind of my second job. I got my SAG card on Christine because I, I throw football. And then I got Bay City Blues. Uh, I mean, we got we got paid to play baseball, right? And I I was baseball was always during rodeo season for me, so I never got to really play organized ball. But you know, I knew the mechanics of throwing the ball, so I I got the part. But um, you know, for two months prior to shooting, we 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 played. We went and trained a little bit with the Bakersfield Mariners, which is the Seattle Mariners farm team, and that was who it was based on. And you know, just it was great because. It was, you know, it, I, I got lucky because some of the sports, you know, shows came along that I was able to get my feet wet on before I stepped into the acting stuff. And, all, you know, all the time I was studying, I forgot I was, I was in a class with George Clooney for a long time. Oh, wow. And Milton, Milton Consolacis, and then I was with Stella Adler for a while and then a the heart. and Anyway, it, it was just a, it was a, you know, a, luckily I, I mean, uh, you know, Woody Allen said that 90 percent of it's is showing up, and I, I really believe that. And, you know, 90 percent of it's right time, right place. But there was a time in the early 80s that if you could chew bubble gum and hit your mark and say your line, they'd hire you. you
0: know? Right. We,
1: we weren't we weren't changing. You know, we weren't changing the course of cinema.
0: Yeah, you know, but was, yeah.
1: That, that age started selling. and Luckily, I was there to, to catch. Some of it, you know, and and then on to Top Gun and so forth, so forth, whatever.
0: Yeah, but even like back then, it had to be more competitive since there were less avenues, you know, like there was no streaming, no, no, I don't think there were any cable shows back then. It was three networks and movies, and that was it.
1: Yeah, there was, you know, I mean, I remember Charlie Sheen brought the script to uh, Top Gun over to my house because he just met with Tony Scott, and he said, I told Tony he would be the man in the booth. Be in that movie. (laughs) That was funny. And Charlie Alden, he he hadn't done Platoon, that's for sure. He'd done a couple things, but his dad, Martin, had played my dad in a TV movie called Consenting Adult with Tom. And uh, when I was twenty, I did that, so I knew those guys. He and Emilio and Ramon from from that. But uh, you know, Top Gun was definitely the one to get. You know, it was it was it was the Mm -hmm.
0: one about town because it was. Bruckheimer and Simpson, who'd done Flashdance and Beverly Hills Cop, and right?
1: And then Cruise was on board, so it was obviously going to be the one
0: to get. Yeah. All right. You mentioned it, so we'll go there now. Um, how um, How was your audition process like for that? And were you solely auditioning for Wolfman? Was there any other characters?
1: Um, I, I don't really know. I'm sure I read other characters, but. I walked in and I had my world champion junior bull rider buckle on and Tony Scott saw it from across the room and said, Hey mate, did you win that? I was like, yeah. So he, I walked, he motioned me over and he read my buckle. And I had my name on it. And I, I think I got the parts in. I don't think I really had to beat anything. You know, I think they were just looking for characters and, you know, and that's where the hat came from too, was that I'd won the hat to his room. The day before me and Hubley that played Hollywood, my, my pilot, were over to talk to him about something and I was wearing my hat and he goes hey mate bring that tomorrow morning that was our first day of shooting and so I snuck it in under, under my chair and right when they said turnover which is the British say turnover instead of uh, roll sound hmm. I put it on and they shot the master and the, the navy flipped out they were like there's <laughs> no way that we would allow a guy to have a cowboy hat on in a preaching like that there's just no way and Tony Scott was like well I'm sorry but we, that's our master It's already been established so and, you know they I mean it was it was pretty tense the first day and there were there, that was more to come from Tony I think he got fired like three times from that movie <laughs> so he usually just, he just up the next morning and start shooting again so yeah. that was kind of the whole you know that would probably never happen now there'd be so many chefs in the kitchen that they would probably spend a whole day talking about it before they even shot anything
0: yeah so. how how much fun was it being up in those jets
1: Oh, that was great! We went through all the search and rescue. You know, we had to actually be able to to do that to go up. So we had to we we went in with the real guys, and did the dunking tanks, and then we had to tread water for like fifteen minutes in a flight suit with boots on and <laughs> gear. It was it was you know, it was great. I mean, it was like having a rocket strapped to your back. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. It was. I mean, we anybody that didn't get sick is lying. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: you know, yeah. They're, they're totally
1: everybody got sick. It was just part of it. And if and if you didn't get, if you weren't sick by the time your ride was over, they would make sure bringing you in if they got you sick.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah,
1: that was just part of it. You know. Right. But I was that whole movie was a blast. You know, yeah. Was, being being I was only twenty two then, so being twenty two and you know being able to carry on like that, it was like I like I said, you know, it's like Sean Penn once said, it's like being in high school but with money. Right. And that's kind of. <laughs> Kind of like how we behave. We you know, we go to Mexico every night we could, and the pilots would try to outdo us on land. So it was like this, you know, this pissing contest among all of us, and kind of playing pilots and, and pilots. And, and then we got to the Enterprise, and they were all business, and we were still wanting to play around. And they're like, "Hey, hey, hey, we're, this is a real deal out here for us. We're coming in tonight on on a blackout landing. Leave us alone. We got to get our, right. our shit together." Yeah. It was if that was. There were so many elements like that that were you know just fun i mean it was you know i, I would have I, I didn't tell him that i would have paid the
0: <laughs> yeah now um you know you the call sign wolfman if you could pick another call sign besides wolfman what do you think it would be
1: oh definitely it would be dickhead <laughs> i would have loved to have been dickhead and i think if they would have come up with the call signs after we'd done the movie i think i might have gotten I may have gotten my wish. <laughs> I think
0: uh, "Dickhead" would be the perfect one. Right. The guy that flew, the guy that
1: flew us was named Bozo, okay. and that was kind of strange because he was a real at one point. And he, they were in an F-14, and he said, "Cut left engine." I mean, right, and he, they lost the plane. They ejected. <laughs> so he got, all, he got the call sign Bozo, and uh, that's who flew us was Bozo. So, uh, you know, there's all kinds of there was. Yeah trying to crazy there's still some of those my buddy i grew up with a guy riding bulls named named todd watkins who became a captain of the navy and he went through he, he was an f-14 flew for a while he flew uh hawkeyes but his call sign was Cowpie. okay and uh, he was a bull he was a great bull rider and he saw a top gun and quit riding bulls and, and went to the navy and you know, moved on up he, he i think he mustered out as the arrow commander at point mague
0: mm-hmm.
1: but um we're,
0: st- we're still good buddies. Yeah, and, and imagine, like, the uh, enrollment rate for after Top Gun came out was pretty high.
1: Yeah, I think 35% it went up. Um, you know, they just paid for the – Paramount just paid for the jet fuel. They got everything else for free, so it was – it worked for both parties. The Navy got 35%, yeah. you know, increase in their enlisting, and then Paramount got a hit movie for – they decided to make a sequel to 38 years later.
0: Yeah, yeah. Why do you think it took so long?
1: Uh, who knows?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, Cruz. I, I think Cruz had to make Mission Impossible 12.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: He had, you know, you know, whatever. I mean, they, they, I mean, it's sort of like a sort of like shooting fish in a barrel, really and truly. If you, you want. Know, really you want to shoot fish in a barrel yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like okay well and, and you know I, I, and I equated I did the original Lonesome Dove which I did do the sequel to that one but we all knew it was the sequel yeah so we we did, there's only one Lonesome Dove and there's a you know there's only one Top Gun I mean they, can, they may do you know five more of them maybe they'll have some kind of dream sequence in the end you know, but, yeah uh, I'm way
0: too high by that time. Well, I'm sure, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Now, did they like ever reach out to you or any? I know it's just Val who I think is returning, but and like anybody else from the cast to return or no? no they, yeah, uh, no, they reached out to me.
1: I just my numbers
0: were so high, so high, high. they couldn't, couldn't touch them. I was I was up there with you know I was I think I wanted more money than Cruz. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you basically wanted to call Top Gun, dickhead, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that yeah. It
1: was. It was. There was never any conversation. You know. It's. it's you know. I, I just think it's funny that, like, you know, that they're they're playing. You know, they, I guess it's been long enough now that this will this will be the first top Gun to a whole new generation. But I was I was reading somewhere I, I forget I remember seeing Goose's little boy in the film. I think he was like five years old or something. Yeah. So thirty thirty eight. You know, and, and five is forty-three. So is Miles Teller like thirty-five or something? You know, I mean, it seems like the ages don't really line up there.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Like in the movie timeline, it's probably much shorter, right?
1: Yeah, but, I mean, Cruz looks like he's ten, so whatever. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Because, you know, it's like you know he's gotten younger, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hmm. And, you know, he's a bit of older.
0: Yeah. It's like the Benjamin Button type thing right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah well, it was just, just Hollywood, that's what Hollywood, that's how they, you know, they, the, the thing about Hollywood, I mean, I'll, I'll say this is a little bit out there, but you know, you can spend your whole life on the treadmill of Hollywood, or you could go have a great life. Yeah. And lucky for me, I exited stage left and moved to France in, in 1991. And then moved back to Texas after that. And, man, I just, like, had the greatest life ever. And Hollywood was a few chapters of that, but there's been a whole lot of other stuff that goes on that it, it, it makes life much more complete than just waiting for the phone to ring in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, you, you're, you're absolutely right. So, so now...
1: There's so, I'm
0: sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I was going to talk about uh, Lonesome Dog, Ing- but you can go. But, no, it's,
1: it's just... That, that was when I did those two in the 80s, I did I was 22 when I did Top Gun. I was 25 when I did Lost and Dove, and you know I was just looking around at the, how many movies were being made and who's on the A list, the B list, the C list. You know where do you fit in? And you know if you're not getting straight offers at that point, you're more than likely going to be down the call sheet a little bit. And I was just like, okay, you know we only you only have so much of life to live, and if, is it going to be waiting around Hollywood or is it should you go out? And, and, you know, and create your own stories. And, you know, I've, I've, I kind of went out where the stories exist. And, have, have, you know, I've directed a couple, three, or four movies now. And, uh, you know, I, I live where the stories are, basically.
0: Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned, like, you know, directing, like, you know, creating stories. Now, mm-hmm. I'm sure those are going to be, like, independent movies. So how difficult is it to get, like, funding for those movies, to get them released?
1: Impossible. Yeah impossible I mean it's it's a bad it's not a good bet you know Uh, there's and also it's now that everybody has a camera right you know that there's it's it's super competitive you know hopefully you have a a good story that can attract good actors and uh, I I don't know I mean it's you know it's a there's been such an influx of of tech money but, you know, you can, there's only so many good stories. Right. So if it's not on the page, it's not going to be on the stage. So the main thing is to have a good script. And that will attract the right investors. That will attract the right actors. That will attract the right camera people. You know, it's, it's, it all starts with a script.
0: Yeah. How many projects have you started?
1: You get the bullshit your way through that. Yeah, yeah right.
0: <laughs> How many projects have you started where you just had to, like, just tear it up and start from scratch because it wasn't going to translate on screen?
1: Well, you don't tear them up. You just let them go into kind of a turnaround. You know. Okay. I I I, I have this crazy thing that I don't really sit down and write something unless I intend to make it. Right. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make it by hook or by crook. And, and maybe it's just that sort of naivety I have, but if I'm gonna go the trouble to sit down and write something, more than likely I know where I'm gonna shoot it before I wrote it. And I know who's gonna be in it, and so you know it's just a matter of painting by numbers kind of. And also I don't. You just don't have these elaborate chase scenes that cost millions of dollars or anything. Yeah. You just you try to keep you, you ride it of a budget you can do. Unlike Hollywood, which they they just go, you know, they just especially these these later series that Amazon's funding and, and Netflix and all these. I mean, they're they're throwing so much money at those things that it's like they don't they just want content,
2: right? They, they don't necessarily care that it, you know they don't care what it costs. They just want they want to
1: win the content war. Because there's so much money, that. and that's kind of back to what my original thing is. You know, I, I read Jack Nicholson said recently that he doesn't do movies anymore because you know they aren't doing things he wanted. He wants to see, and that's that's kind of like where they're at. There's, there's so many different avenues and different things, and some of these stories are good maybe for the pilot or this or that, but they don't really sustain the. You know, you know, I'll you know, i kind of segue back into Top Gun there. I mean. We were characters. Yeah. We were we were characters. I mean, that was the whole thing it was a bunch of bunch of guys, young lions pissing on a tree, you know. We were all these characters trying to give each other as much shit as we could and everything I said in that movie was not in the script. Okay. So you know, it was just about making stuff up, like, you know, I'd snuck some porno in instead of a MiG fight <laughs> right before we scene on the uh, you know, when I say the line my first line about it uh, just gives me a hard on. That line came because I snuck some porno in in the VHS. We were supposed to be watching these MiG-5s, but all of a sudden this porno came up and everybody started laughing. And I I think I said that line, and Tony Scott heard me, and they say, I know, not the camera around by me and I'm saying that line. Wow. So that's the kind of stuff that I you know, I, I don't know, but you, you got to have actors that are good on their feet and you know, that aren't, you know, that are mostly, and that's kind of where the stage thing comes comes in is that most stage actors can can roll with it you know improv or whatever and you know they're not these cookie cutter actors that have you know just you got to be able to roll with it on stage because anything
0: can happen. Right and speaking of being on stage you were with some greats with Mary Tallamore and Lynn Redgrave back in you know back in the day so I know being on stage is a lot different because there's no net compared to you know movies but as an actor, do you prefer being like in front of a live audience or filming a movie?
1: Well, I was naked in that play also, so I was, it was right. the double. Besides yeah. being on Broadway, I was naked on Broadway, so it was like, okay, what else do you want to see? You know, I think every actor that came from the stage always wants to go back to the stage, which is kind of where I'm heading now with this play of mine. Um, I, I think that that's kind of the purest way you know, it, it, to develop characters and to do these things, it's, and I say that and you look at the list of plays on Broadway and it's, it's regurgitated movies they're doing. You yeah. Know? It's, I say that and all of a sudden but maybe they're out of bullets and they're just using movies that they know are these formulas that work and maybe the butts in the seats aren't really the people that used to be the butts in the seats. I, I don't know. It, it, I, I think that any actor that, that Came from the stage and, and you know trained and all that. And always wants to go back to the stage because that's where they feel the, the, the that's where they feel the purest.
0: Yeah, I'm.
1: But, sure. uh, I, I don't. I, I'm thinking in my head of all these people that have never even walked on the stage that are these huge movie stars and, and such, and so it's like, you know, they may maybe they should. You know, a lot of the English guys and especially a lot of the a lot of the women are really good. You know that they there's a whole castle of level that. Came from the stage that really dominate a lot of the movies uh, because of their age training. They're able to translate to movies pretty easy. It's just it's just bringing it down to where a camera gets it, bringing it back up to where the audience gets it in the, in the stage. You know, but uh, I I I don't know. I'm, I'm baffled in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, so I would probably I say like to, I
1: used to love to open the newspaper and go, okay, I want to go see that. I want to see that. And nowadays, you go on. Fandango, and you're like, ah, you yeah, know, okay, well, maybe I'll go
0: see this, but right, know. yeah, because now there's like there's so much like avenues for content, and yet everything is being rebooted, and remade, and it's just regurgitated. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if in five years we see Top Gun the Musical on Broadway, right?
1: Oh, I think that's already in the works. Probably. Okay, yeah,
0: you
1: know, and that's and that's you know that's. It, that's, it's all, you know, it's always about the buck. I mean, they're, you know, they, there's, I mean, Top Gun 2 is going to probably set the summer record for the opening, you know, uh, should, should. I mean, um, but that's just, it's, it's, it's where it's headed. You know, it's, 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 it's all about, and that is, it doesn't necessarily make it good. It's right. It's made me it sold the most tickets. I, I'm, I'm a real kind of curmudgeon about that. Like just because somebody, you know, I, and I, maybe let's see what Rotten Tomatoes says about it. I, they, may, they may tear it up. Uh, who knows? But uh, I could, we could go on for hours about this because I don't necessarily think Hollywood itself knows where it's headed. I, I think it, it gets kind of a guessing game of, and that's why they put these, these Marvel characters and things in because people are familiar and they know they're going to go see them. They know it's going to but Nobody's trying anything new, really, uh, that I know of. Maybe they can surprise me with some stuff. Yeah.
0: The you
1: know, like when, when parasite one, I actually met that guy. You know, that was a good movie. But who, who would have thought that would have won Best Picture? Right. Yeah.
0: So, Hollywood's like a, you know, Hollywood's that mistress all over again. She she you know, she has got good loving. <laughs> yeah. But you never know. You never know what you're gonna get. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. But when she raises her hand
1: big trouble. I, 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 don't have the, I don't have the filter that I'm supposed to have. I never have. That, that's gotten me some jobs and gotten me thrown out of some offices. But, you know, I, I don't have all the, the correctness that I should. I, I should be more uh, polished in my uh, presentation.
0: Yeah. Well, I figure at, at this point in life, why change, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh this point in my life it's just it it would be fun to do do a couple more movies little small movies and then have my play go to broadway that would be i'd be like okay that's great i don't i wouldn't want to continue trying to regurgitate something or or make something you know right it just doesn't it's not interesting
0: yeah so how much fun was, like, doing Lonesome Dove? I mean, just, you know, obviously just being on a horse and, you know, the the, the cast was amazing. And that was, like, in an age where the TV movie of the week and the, like, miniseries were big, and they don't have that anymore. But just how, how fun was that experience? Oh,
1: uh, it was incredible. I mean, you know, Robert Duvall would be at the catering truck in the morning while we're getting our breakfast burritos, and he'd say... We're making the godfather of Westerns. Hmm. And I mean,
0: he would know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's Tom <homemade>. Right. <laughs> so it was, a,
1: that, that was incredible because, you know, it was a, you'd look around and there'd be Danny Glover sitting there, Tommy Lee Jones, Diane Light, Angelica Houston, you know, Chris Cooper, on and on and on, you know, Frederick uh, Forrest all these you know it was it was a lot of people from the movies that were in, in this show uh, D.B. Sweeney my buddy um, you know a lot of different different people
0: I mean I mean Steve Persimney's in that like you know, yeah. Like Glenn Head yeah, Rick Schroeder on and on and on and on but uh, it was just an incredible it was
1: incredible to do that for 15 weeks right and at at one point Sweeney and I were arguing about how to how to drive the cattle or something and I said to him I said hey Sweeney i wasn't
0: doing this i'd
1: be doing this you know right listen listen
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i had yeah i I had db on last year great guy (laughs) yeah he's fun he's fun we're still buddies yeah yeah so um were you surprised that they that they made a sequel or no oh i knew they would
1: because because mcmurtry had written all these sort of prequels and sequels The original script of *Lonesome Dove* was written for John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart,
0: and Henry Fonda. Oh wow! Uh, And he bought it
1: back from Paramount and turned it into a a book. Um, So he, but then along the way, he'd written, you know, convention. He'd written some other *Streets of Laredo*. He'd written some other prequel, sequels, whatever to *Lonesome Dove*. So it was just natural that once it it did what it did and it won the Pulitzer Prize, they they would go on into having it you know doing it every iteration they could uh but th- that's you know we're talking about a little highbrower literature here than we are you know uh a movie uh, it was written about an article about pilots so, you know, yeah we'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah that's
1: mean, i think top gun i think there was a i could be wrong but maybe there was an esquire article or something about or maybe the Maybe it was a different magazine, but it was about the Top Gun school, and that's where the whole thing was based. Oh. Where they based the story from. Yeah. Originally, it was a magazine
0: article. Right. Now, if you meet somebody for the first time and you tell them you are an actor, and they say, "Oh, you know, w- would you have seen something? I was, in, you know, you were in." Would you say *Lonesome Dove* first, or would you say *Top Gun*? If I'm in Texas, I would say *Lonesome Dove*. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if I was if I was some you know somewhere else and and. I, I gotta tell you it's funny because people
1: are just silly because <laughs> you know I, I don't look like an actor necessarily i, I kind of look like hammered shit sometimes you know <laughs> and so people will like see me and like they'll be like you know, this guy's like he's on this airplane so he must have to do something because he's on an airplane you know? right <laughs> <laughs> So then they'll talk to you, and you'll say, "Yeah, I'm an actor." They'll be like, "Well,"
0: and then they'll pull out their phone as they're talking to you, put oh. your
1: name in it, and like hold the phone up and look at you and go, "Yeah, maybe that is you." you know, right? Yeah. Well, it, it's me. Yeah. And it's it's not that it's not the long road; it's the sudden stops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so I, I, you know, whatever, and then people. Then they, you know, like if you're at a dinner or something, then the people, you know, they, they read other credits you have, and they're like, oh, you're in this, or that, you know, whatever. It's just, it, it's just funny, you know. I'm hopefully I'm gonna have more fun with that down the line. and Have other credits that, that people will be like, I can't believe you're in that.
0: Oh yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. <laughs> yeah. So I like, obviously. I
1: gotta get my shit, get my shit together. So.
0: Yeah. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You got You gotta get. Set. Stop getting kicked in the nuts. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm yeah. going me in the nuts by leaving me out. So, yeah. I'll, I'll get, but you know, Hollywood loves a comeback, So, I'll get back on the horse some point.
0: Yeah. Or if they, you know, they make the, I guess, the third Top Gun, they can just call it, you know, The Rise of Dickhead and, you know, starring yeah. you. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, I was going to make a documentary. I really should have, but COVID came along. because. I'd actually gone and met with Bruckheimer he, they had a week of his movies at UCLA and I didn't know where my agents got a call and they invited me so I went out there and went to the Top Gun premiere. I was the only one okay my buddy, my buddy Cal Pye and Todd Watkins his wife with me because he was a go then. anyway you know I, I said to him, Bruckheimer you know why I'm here and he said something
2: like it's not gonna work I didn't know if the movie <laughs> was gonna be made or it was, yeah. wasn't gonna work out for me I didn't know but uh
1: you know it's, it's just like it, I, I was I was thinking about making a documentary of a guy that is just waiting for the phone to ring so you know everywhere I go you have this, this wolfman character sitting there because <laughs> I mean I had shit that you wouldn't believe like I was in Barcelona Spain and sitting there at a cafe on the Rambla and all of a sudden these guys come up in flight suits and the table next to me and they're this. one of the guys has a wolfman hat on in the glasses. oh wow <laughs> And this, it's these guys that every year go as the characters who go have like a bachelor party or, you know, something. Every year all over the world, they go drinking for weekend as the Top Gun characters. And they came and sat down right next to me. I just kind of look over at them, and the guy looks at me, and I look at him, and he goes, you're kidding. I'm like, no, I'm not kidding.
0: And we just started laughing. I got a picture with him. But, uh, oh, that's funny. You know. It was hysterical because they were like, what are the odds of that?
1: But, you know, like I said, there's only one Top Gun, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I wish I would have. Uh,
1: everybody stole their leather jackets but me. Uh, oh. I wouldn't do it. Right. <laughs> um, all our characters had these leather jackets that weren't established so the very last day of filming I guess the costume guy let everybody take theirs and I wouldn't take mine I was like I'm not taking it. it's not mine <laughs> and I wish I'd had it now you know because they, they had all the specific patches to the characters right you know where, where they were from and all that but uh I'm sure some of the guys have theirs
0: yeah I'm sure yours is on like ebay somewhere you know someone well somebody,
1: <laughs> someone's on one of my movies, I was directing. Somebody stole my Top Gun cast jacket. Oh, <laughs> out of my, uh, you know, my, my office basically. And so somebody has that. I'm sure that'll be on eBay soon. Right. <laughs> if I get it's gonna be an ass beat. And I can take that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah.
2: But uh, they're so, you know, that's that's really it. But <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I want to put that out there that if you stole my Top Gun cast jacket. I'm gonna whip your ass. Yeah,
0: and kick and them in the nuts, nuts too. I don't care
1: who you are, how big you are. Yeah. You got to ass, you got to ass whipping down the pike. Yeah.
0: All right, Barry, put you on notice. You better, uh, yeah. you better pay up. <laughs> if
1: it's out there.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, well. Yeah. So, and you know, obviously in Texas, you know, football is huge as well. And you know, one of the like, probably one of the best shows the last 25 years was Friday Night Lights and you were in, like, the last couple of seasons. Uh, Just talk to me about that experience, and how, like, authentic was it to, like, real high school football in Texas?
1: It was incredible. Um, You know, I knew Pete Berg from before. He and I dated these two girls that lived together, so I knew Pete Berg when we were young actors, you know. And uh, his cousin wrote the book. I remember going on the set and being in the makeup trailer and saying, "I bet I'm the only person on the show that actually played football against Permian." <laughs> and and Brad Leland said, "No, as a matter of fact, you're not. We we played them. I think for the state championship, he's from Plano. Anyway, uh, it was great. It
0: was, that was a, I mean, and I, I agree. Jesse Plemons is still a buddy of mine. Okay, he
1: played he played Landry. Right. Know? I honestly had never seen the show when I got it, which is kind of. for me and so me and my girlfriend we we sat down and like kind of binge watched the first three seasons and man I was like this is incredible you know and uh so I showed up on the set I was kind of you know I was kind of like oh man I I love these people I already you know I was like I was probably the happiest I've ever been on a set because I followed the show from the from watching the first three seasons I was like oh that's so-and-so that's so-and-so you know it was like okay this is going to be fun. So, yeah, I mean, that was – my hat's off to those guys all the way around because that could have been as bad as it was good.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: But it, it was definitely authentic. I mean, there's there's a certain feeling if you played high school football in Texas. There's a certain energy in the air when you pull up to a stadium and the lights are on and you're going into the stadium, whether you played or your, your kids are playing or your grandparents are – whatever it is, some kind of electricity in the air that, that happens because, you know, there's a lot on the line there. Every, every little town's all of their pride is You, you have it on your shoulders that night, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, cause you know, I, I grew up in New York city and like very, I don't know, maybe five schools have, you know, high school football teams and it's, you know, such a different a- atmosphere. Um, so I can, I can imagine how, you know, Exciting it is to have a a school in a town that has high school football.
1: Well, the whole town, the the whole lifeline of the town is is
0: based on how good the football team is. Right. I mean, mean, I'm going to say that,
1: you know, we had uh, Snyder's kind of an old town, so we had people that would maybe their parents would get jobs at certain companies if their kids were good football players, much like Permian. I mean, I mean, I remember lining up across the guys from Kermia in a scrimmage, and they were wearing, some of them wearing wedding rings, and they had, like, one of, them, one of guy had a tear tattoo, which I guess meant that he'd killed somebody. I mean, it was it was like they had to call it off at halftime because they were killing us. Um, but, you know, that's just West Texas. I mean, it was very important to to have a good football team. Yeah. And uh, there, was, there, there was rivals that, you know, there were... There would be fights in the stands that, that would be like New York City. Like, right. <laughs> you know, there, would, there would be things, you know, I mean, there would be huge, you know, it was a lot, it's a lot at stake because that's all a lot of these little towns have was their pride their football team. Yeah. Uh, and I think God captured a lot of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and they, cause they did that kind of weird flip where they did a different team, you know, I think in yeah. year three or something. You know, and, and, I mean, that that works. Like when the coach moved it was just it was a I would have never thought on paper that would have worked, but it actually worked.
0: Yeah, it was great. They brought in, you know, Michael B. Jordan, like a young Michael B. Jordan, that's when you, you were brought in and yeah, it, it definitely worked. It kind of changed like, you know, into more of like an urban setting. Right. Yeah, no, and I know and I, that, that 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 was some really good writing that you know, like I said, it's not on the page, it's not gonna be on the stage. Right. Pete and all those people really
1: really I have my hats off for their writing on that show because they had they, and they you know they expanded on a lot of things that were alive in, in small Texas towns. I mean, I, I live in a small Texas town, so I know you know the different dynamics of the town. You know that you know that, they go on and, and they they captured a lot of that. Yeah.
0: What what position did you play in high school? I
1: was wide receiver.
0: Oh, okay. I was number
1: two in the region my junior year, and I didn't play in my senior year because I was going to be an actor. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm probably the only junior ever knew that took ballet and road bulls at the same time. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And I knew I was going to need it when I got to school in, in, in San Francisco. I was, I, was, I was, like I said, I was trying to approach the whole Hollywood thing like it was a you know, Right. How do I, do I kill? How do, how do I win? So,
0: yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but, I, yeah, Barry, I really appreciate your time again. Uh, this was great. Go, good luck with the play. I would love to see it when it comes to Broadway.
1: Yeah, I'll keep you. I'll keep you posted. I mean, I'll. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be loud and clear. And then I'll. I'll be. Uh, I'll be re- shit yelling from the mountaintops if we get to the Broadway because <laughs> I've, I've. There's something about returning to the Great White Way that you know once you're there, you always want to go back. <laughs>
0: And a special thanks to Barry for joining me today. And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at thefirstnull19 or like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and view the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Show can be on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music. Basically wherever we can find a podcast, a new episode comes out every week every other week whenever <laughs> stay safe everybody we will see you soon